This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston from The Athletic. And is your head on a swivel? If it's not, uh, then you're not alive. Uh, you must be zombified, and you're not registering a pulse at all, or you're up there um, at the North Pole in case in ice. Uh, because it is utterly ridiculous what is going on right now in the world of fantasy football, having to keep up with uh, you know superstar player left, superstar player right, falling by the wayside due to COVID-19 positive tests. Uh, Omicron is here. It is not going away, and is going to impact the rest of the fantasy football playoffs. And Brandon, right before we jumped to tape this podcast on air, Dalvin Cook, the latest victim, as he is now on the COVID-19 list, and he will not get cleared in time, even with the new protocols in place, uh, to play against the L.A. Rams. So Alexander Madison, we've seen the story before. Earlier this season, he's basically plug-and-play Dalvin Cook, a true blue doppelganger. Uh, he's top 10 this week, correct? Yeah, even maybe top five. I'm like, I'm I'm kind of back and forth. Is he top five? He's six, seven. He's kind of right in the middle of the top 10 range for me. I had Dalvin Cook uh, ranked at RB4. And as we've seen before, this is basically plug-and-play Dalvin Cook, maybe like 90% Dalvin Cook. So I'm looking at five, six, probably being the landing spot for Madison. All right, let's do this. Impromptu game ahead ahead. Tell me you'd rather have this week. Alva Kamara or Alexander Madison? And Kamara now is going to have third-string quarterback Ian Book under center with Trevor Simeon and Taysom Mill out due to, oh, you guessed it, freaking COVID. Unbelievable. Listen, that, that might not be terrible for Madison because what, what is terrible is Taysom Hill's ability to throw to him in the flat and Ian Book might actually be able to do that uh, you know as a third string quarterback Alvin Kamara is a pretty nice safety net so I actually have Kamara at number four I have Kamara at four I have Madison at five what about Alexander Madison or Cordero Patterson and a delicious matchup against Detroit yeah, I've got Cordero Patterson down a few spots uh, below Madison. I do believe they're going to lean back on Cordero, and the matchup is delightful, but I would rather have Alexander Madison. Uh, it's Alexander Madison for me. I got Cordero just slightly down the list. Last one. How about a big name? Aaron Jones in that timeshare. Uh, again, likely to unfold on Christmas Day against Cleveland or Alexander Madison. Yep, got Alexander Madison with no timeshare. Uh, a few right. spots, a few spots ahead of Aaron Jones. Uh, I'm with you, uh, Alexander Madison. Uh, if you've been sitting on him as the premier and preferred handcuff out there in fantasy land, well, it's time to elevate him in your lineup. A top five running back here in the second round of your fantasy playoffs. All right, we're taping this on a Thursday. Uh, we're down to two episodes a week right now, so let's go ahead and get a sneak preview of the game going down tonight. San Francisco, Tennessee. Uh, the Titans are now catching three and a half in this game with a total of 45. Uh, Funston, pull those odds from DraftKings Sportsbook. Give me a game score prediction, if you don't mind, and your favorite player prop on the board in this matchup. And it's not like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones may be suiting up. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to help the Titans a lot. I actually think they cover and I actually think they win outright yep. in this one. Uh, I, I, I feel like it's ready for a Niners letdown game a bit. Uh, Titans at home, big, big spot for them. I'm going to go 24 to 23. They pull it out. That's a couple couple points over uh, on the uh, game score. And my favorite prop. To be honest, it might be plus odds on Debo Samuel scoring a touchdown. Um, 
That is plus 115. He has seven in his last five games, including a touchdown in each of those games. We know that they like to use him on the ground, down around the goal line. Uh, he can score in multiple ways. He is their offense. So I, if, you know, when they score touchdowns, I always feel like Debo is going to be the lead candidate. So get plus odds in that is great. And I also like Brandon Ayuk, longest catch over 20 and a half. Mm. He's, he's done that eight straight games. And I think he's been over 30 in four straight games. So, He's even with the one catch last week. It was 36 yards. This is a team that's uh, in the Titans that's given up 46 uh, pass plays of 20 plus yards, which is uh, above average in the wrong way. So, um, so yeah, I like those two as my favorite props. I'm with you. I think the Titans are going to win this thing outright. I got it 20 to 17. I think it's going to be lower scoring than people think. So give me the under on that. Yeah, I'll take them straight up. Uh, you know, my favorite prop of the board. I, I love the Ayuk one on the longest catch. Uh, I'm adding that one to the sheet as we speak. That's a great call there. Uh, you can view all of my picks in that spreadsheet absolutely for free because you never put a pick behind a paywall. Uh, at Yahoo Noise, uh, that's my old handle. Uh, it's at Noisy Huevos. <laughs> at Noisy Huevos. I don't work at Yahoo anymore. Yahoo Noise, though, is still my Facebook handle, but Noisy Huevos is what I meant to say on Twitter. Follow Funson there at Brandon Funson. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, over 14 and a half rush yards. Oh. I'm in on that. He's done that in three straight. He's done it in eight games. And if you look at San Francisco, eight guys have gone over that total on the ground against him, including Matt Ryan, who has pulled a pound of bricks. So, yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I think San Francisco is going to run into a snowball fight with Buddy the Elf. And if you know Elf, you oh. know you're not winning that one. Yeah, that guy's got rapid fire, some strength behind his. Uh... By the way, Ryan Tannehill, I believe, has a rushing touchdown four of his last six Plus three fifty at fa- at Fanduel for a rushing touchdown. Ooh, that tickles my pickle. Uh, <laughs> you, you had me at plus odds, my friend, and at uh, three and a half to one. Sure, why the hell not? Let's double down on Tannehill. With that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. Number five. All right, Brandon. Uh, what we always do at the end of the week here: player pickums. I'm going to give you a three pack of players. You simply tell me. Who has the better Week 16 from a fantasy football perspective? Let's start off with the quarterback position. And before we get to this, uh, I do want to get your thoughts real quick. If Lamar Jackson is out, is Tyler Huntley a lock at QB1 for you? To me, he you rank him like you would Alexander Madison if Delvin Cook is out. Not Maybe not exactly in the same spot, but very close. So Dalvin Cook went from being my number four running back, and then Madison was like five six. You know, I, I have I think Lamar Jackson ranked about number eleven right now. If Huntley is the quarterback, it's probably top thirteen, top fourteen at worst. Oh, at worst, I I, would, I got him right now at QB ten. I do have him ranked ahead of Lamar until Lamar can actually get his ass back on the practice field. Uh, but I'm yeah. with you. So if you're debating Tyler Huntley, he's not part of this player pickums. Uh, but definitely in the QB1 conversation, given his duality and a guy, I can't wait to see his rush yards prop if he is starting again because yeah. if it's in the low 40s, daddy want, daddy need, you know what, daddy's got to have it. But we got to get out uh, this three-pack of quarterbacks. Tell me who is going to have the better fantasy day. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, Monday night, against Ian Book now in the New Orleans yeah. Saints. Uh, Justin Fields on the road against your Seattle Seahawks or Kirk Cousins coming off that stinker against the Rams. Uh, no joke. I have Justin Fields ranked number yes. one here. Yes. I, it goes for me. It goes Fields, Tua, and Cousins back to back to back. So well done on uh, kind of bringing much. similarly ranked players together here. But yeah, it's um, it's a combination. Uh, it's mostly just the rushing upside, you know, which we are doing with a lot of these these quarterbacks like Taysom Hill and and 
and Tyler Huntley and things like that. I mean, there's some passing upside against Seattle, but Seattle's getting better. I don't want to like say this is a super soft matchup for Justin Fields because you saw against the Rams, the Seattle defense has been playing better, but that rushing upside for Justin Fields is just a differentiator here against, uh, you know, Cousins has a tough matchup against the Rams. Tua, uh, you can throw against them, but, you know, it's Tua. You can't always bank on good passing numbers with Tua. No, I'm with you. It's Justin Fields. Uh, last four games in which he played a full four quarters, here are his finishes at the position. QB5, QB10, QB10, QB10. Oh, that's consistent, Brandon. And yeah. I think he will be right there inside the top 10. We know that Seattle has struggled defending the pass this season. 7.34 YPA, 286.7 pass yards per game, 1.4 passing touchdowns per game. And they also have the seventh highest pass rush rate in the NFL, which means that's good news for Fields and his opportunistic legs. And Bill Lazor's going to be back. Thank God. <laughs> calling <laughs> calling to play as the Bears. Uh, you saw the train wreck of Matt Nagy last week, and if uh, he doesn't Fields throw a touchdown on the very last play of the game, we wouldn't be talking about this QB1 streak that he is currently riding. But Fields of gold, indeed. Striking rich with a Chicago Bear. <laughs> Number four. All right, let's go to the running back position here, Brandon. And here are your options this time. Melvin Gordon, that timeshare with Juggernaut Javante in Vegas. Sonny Michelle, maybe in a timeshare with Daryl Henderson in Minnesota. And Damian Harris, hey, shocker. Also, probably in a timeshare, the Ramondre Stevenson dealing with an illness. He gets the Buffalo Bills in a rematch and slightly better conditions expected in Foxborough yeah. compared to the last time. Yeah, well, I, I actually think, you know, similar in that all these guys are likely sharing the football in the backfield. I, for that reason, I'm going to kind of play it like uh, I'm going to kind of go to the maximizing the matchup here. So I think you listed them in the order I have yep. them ranked, which Correct. is Melvin, Melvin Gordon, Sony Michelle, Damian Harris. They all are living in that 20 to 25 range in my RB rankings. Yeah, you look at what uh, the Raiders have given up the last five weeks, the running back position, 4.04 yards per carry. Okay, decent, but 98.6 rush yards per game and nine combined touchdowns of rushers. That's uh, inside the top five for most fantasy points surrendered to the position. You know that Gordon's going to get, what, 13 to 15 touches in this game? Uh, I think he's going to be north. Yeah. yeah, probably about 65 to 70 combined yards. And, and like Williams, a very good shot of finding the end zone. I, I wouldn't be shocking at all if both of these guys cross the chalk in the end. So I've got Melvin Gordon teetering on the RB top 20 line, uh, slightly ahead of Michelle and definitely a couple of spots ahead of Damian Harris. <laughs> Number three. All right, let's go to wide receiver. Here are your options this time around. Michael Pittman, yo, ho, ho, on Christmas night at Arizona. Hunter Renfro off a puzzling no-catch second half last week. Uh, he gets the Denver Broncos for the second time this season at home. Or Mike Williams in a salivating matchup at Houston. You know, my wife just made an enormous batch of Chex Mix, Brandon. Ooh. Oh, and, nice. And just looking at Houston, it's, it, it's doing things to my body. Similarly, is that Chex Mix when I'm <laughs> smelling it right now in the air in my house? Yeah. Um, well, that that aside, I'm not going to actually go with Mike Williams. Uh, I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro. And it's going to be because just look at – I'm looking for the bounce back here. You saw Tyler Boyd slot go for uh, – 596 yeah. and a touchdown against the Broncos last week. It was Amon St. Brown for uh, 8 and 73 the week before that. You saw Keenan Allen go 7 for 85. Like, that's where you can hurt this Broncos pass defense. And so, for that reason, 
I'm going to go with Hunter Renfro in this one, a guy that we pushed into our top 15 for multiple weeks after Darren Walder went down because he has just elevated his game. So I, I'm not going to let one bad game by Renfro dissuade me from from you know looking at this matchup, liking him as a as a solid wide receiver to play this week. I got him at wide receiver 15. So yeah. I 100% with you there. And for context, I got Mike Williams at wide receiver 22. I'm not poo-pooing him at all. I think he yeah. could have a very nice game, you know, 60, 65, maybe upwards of 70 yards and a touchdown. If uh, Houston can be competitive in that game, uh, and especially if Austin Eckler is out, he could actually see an increase in target share as a result of him and Keenan Allen both. Uh, Jalen Guyton also on the COVID-19 list. So, again, some of those targets will be redispersed elsewhere. But both are excellent options. But I'm with you. Renfro, for all the dollars, he should get it done against Little D Denver out of the slot. Number two. All right, moving on. Let's do another wide receiver batch. Uh, let's see what tickles the taste buds for you here, my man. DJ Moore against Tampa. Maybe a mixture of Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, according to Matt Rule. Amon Ra, 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 Ra. A St. Brown against the ATL or same game, different name. Russell Gage, who has been gargantuan here these last few weeks against those Hello Kitties. Yeah, we can't go away from Amon Ra, 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 Ra. <laughs> look, at it would have been good to have him paired up against Hunter Renfro because I think they're both uh, like right Similar. next to each other. They are very ranking. close, yes. And it really way ahead of for me in my rankings is St. Brown over Russell Gage and DJ Moore. DJ Moore I've ranked as a wide receiver three this week. Yep. Uh, he's getting volume, but he's kind of what Hunter Renfro or Amon Ra St. Brown were earlier in the year. He's getting volume, but it's like, you know, it's six for 50 and, and stuff like that. Not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of bang for the buck there. And uh, yeah, Amon Ross St. Brown's just been the gift that's kept on giving these last three weeks. I'm with you, man. I mean, the, the target share has been enormous. Uh, double figures, uh, the catch rate sky high. He's finding the end zone with regularity. Now the downside is this Tim Boyle. <laughs> uh, we got to get Jared Goff on the field. Brandon, well, that's officially. a caveat, right? Honestly, if Tim Boyle's the quarterback, I'm going to DJ Moore. Uh, if Tim Boyle's the quarterback, uh, I'm going an entirely different direction. Uh, yeah. And I would go with the third option here in this equation in Russell Gage. But, you know, that's what you got to monitor here. If, if Jared Goff, yes, we're saying superlatives about Jared Goff. If he is in, then obviously it is an instant plug-and-play for Amon Ross St. Brown. If it's Tim Boyle, Brandon's going to pivot to, hey, Mr. DJ and me, I'm going to go with the Dirty Bird and Russell Gage. Number one. All right, Brandon, we're going to have more caveats here for sure. Uh, With this running back group, here are your options. Justin Jackson in Houston pending, pending, whether or not Austin Eckler can get off the COVID-19 list, which I think is a long shot. Ronald Jones, who we know is going to be starting and carrying the mail, the bulk of it anyway. Now I'm not worried about Le'Veon Bell. He gets Carolina. Remember, Leonard Fournette is on IR. Or, or Najee Harris against an improving Kansas City Chiefs defense on the road. It's improving, but they got COVID everywhere. Who knows what's going to happen with KC? I'm actually going to go. I think I have Najee Harris ranked the highest here. Um, certainly interested in Ronald Jones and Justin Jackson of no Austin Eckler. They they will be back end RB ones for me. But I have Najee Harris as a top ten running back. Um, yes, 
did not do well last week, but the week before they had two touchdowns over 100 yards from scrimmage against the Vikings. The week before that, over 100 yards from scrimmage and 26 touches against the Ravens. Now, the Ravens are not an easy team to get production against, so I I, I don't think the headwind is going to be as strong against the Chiefs. Chiefs offense might not be as vaunted as normal with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are out. This could be a war of attrition. I do think Najee Harris has a better chance to get over 20 touches than either of these other guys. So uh, for that, I'm going to play it what I call sort of the safe the safe route and going with Najee. I like Rojo. Uh, for me, uh, it's Ronald Jones. It, it, they're close. You know, if you could guarantee me no Austin Eckler, I think Justin Jackson's an RB1 in 12-team leagues. I think all these guys are RB1s Yeah. Uh, it, under that scenario. Uh, you look at Ronald Jones, yeah, I mean, he's underwhelmed in the advanced analytics. Really, unsightly. Uh, uh, 2.55 yards of the contact per attempt. He only forced eight missed tackles this season. But, you know, the matchup, decent. Uh, as Carolina has allowed 4.25 yards per carry of the running back position, though they've only given up the fifth fewest fantasy points to RBs on the year, but the volume is going to be there. And again, as I said on the podcast earlier this week, when Ronald Jones has been the main man the last four games, RB4, RB14, RB4, RB14 were his finishes in PPR. And also Brady immediately looked at him in the flat and he didn't drop the pass. So that is encouraging, promising. If he can apply the stickum, Brady's going to lean on him because that is such an integral part of that offensive scheme are those dump-offs underneath, you know, typically Leonard Fournette, and now Ronald Jones will have to pick up the mantle. So, uh, again, I think it's minimum 90 combined yards. I think he'll find the end zone this week and RB1 through and through, but I like all these guys, and I know you do as well. All right, before we get out of here, Brandon, uh, give me one bold prediction for the rest of the Week 16 slate pending uh, whether or not guys are actually going to be active. Right. I think yours, I am privy. I have uh, inside information that I know who your bold prediction is going to be. It's contingent on Tyreek Hill being out. And and Travis Kelsey to a certain extent, too. Yeah, and I and if Tyreek Hill is out, Antonio Brown's my number four ranked wide receiver this week. Number four. It's not it's not crazy bull, but if you just think about it, I mean, especially if Mike Evans is out, I don't even I don't even care if Mike Evans is in or not. I mean he's Antonio Brown is Chris Godwin and uh I just I think the situation Mike Evans not being hundred percent, Antonio Brown gets open easy he's one of the better guys at, at getting separation getting open i think this could be a 12 to 15 target game for oh, totally Brown. agree and if you want to go super dark horse Rashad perriman is going to be back yeah. and yep. he's a guy again when you get bracket coverage on antonio brown uh and if you get some cj henderson in that defensive backfield for the carolina panthers give up a 150 plus passer rate and he's a mm-hmm. guy that you know if you're looking on the cheap you know, in the bargain bin for DFS options this week, Rashad Perriman could be that guy. Or at any time, touchdown at long odds, or if you want to take the over on receptions or receiving yards, a definite dark horse, no doubt about it. And so is this guy, as I'm about to mention. Uh, Byron Pringle. Oh, tastes delicious. Sour cream and onion style, please. <laughs> uh, or barbecue. I'm a big fan of the barbecue. But you, it, we'll see if Tyreek Hill can get on the field. Again, I think it's a long shot based on what we've seen with uh, how these protocols typically work. Whether or not he can test negative and get back out there. Same with Travis Kelsey. But if those guys are out, Pringle, uh, it could be sneaky, sneaky good. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has a 128.2 passer rating when targeting him this season. Not only that, but Pringle, top 20 yards per target, top 20 in contested catch rate, top 10 in average yards of separation per target. And whether he's in the slot against Arthur uh, Millette 
or if he is working outside against Cameron Smith. Both those DBs for the Steelers have each given up a 106-plus pass rating in their assignment. So you pull it all together, instant opportunity to produce some fruitful numbers for Mr. Pringle. So definitely consider him if you're trying to pivot, pivot uh, due to COVID issues or injuries. And with that... That is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funston on social media on Twitter at Brandon Funston. Follow me there at Noisy Cuevas. Drop us a rating and a review. Have a splendid holiday weekend. Slurp down the eggnog there, Clark. It'll help numb the pain of this uh, brutal stretch of weeks here in fantasy football. And until next time, adios, amigos.